Hello and welcome to the Collapse Experiment, where we get to talk about the economic collapse that is currently taking place. Yes, uh, somebody, some people out there were thinking that perhaps what was happening was just a fluke, that there there couldn't be a snowball down the hill aiming towards civilization uh, kind of collapse happening, but I hate to break it to you, we got a third bank as of yesterday. It was announced, a third bank that was taken over by the FDIC, and uh, yeah, it's now going over the pond as well, but we'll get to that. So I have uh, several articles here to bring us up to speed as to what is happening. Are there going to be bailouts like in 2008, which caused the uh, Occupy Wall Street movement and whole whole fiasco of uh, things afterwards? Are we going to repeat that? Well, it looks like we are. So what we have here is the worst since Lehman banks break the world again. And yes, these, these failures are actually bigger than the ones in 2008, which people have been warning us about. Uh, the more that banks consolidated, the more risk they started to take. And now you're seeing the repercussions of that. So uh, Michael Harnett warned, as of last week, the Fed will tighten until something breaks. Well, something just broke. This is an article... It's at Zero Hedge. You can find that at thecollapseexperiment.com. And if you like this content, like and subscribe, share it, get the word out. So SVB, this is the first big bank to collapse in this uh, situation. That was the first one. Another one went under 48, not even 48 hours later. And then yesterday, 72 hours, three big banks went down. The second biggest U.S. bank failure in history dominated any reaction to the morning's mixed bag with the BLS. Hotter than expected earnings growth raised un rising unemployment, especially for Latinos, better than expected payroll gains. Things started off badly as SVB crashed 65% in pre-market before being halted. <laughs> Oops. SVB bonds are puking hard when the FDIC headline hit. Bonds collapsed further. So yeah, this, this bank is completely in the toilet. And uh, there's some stuff to happen behind the scenes as well that I'm going to get into with this bank in particular. Because this is, this is Enron style uh, fraud happening here. Uh, these people knew that this was coming. They knew that they, they screwed up. Um, in some sense, I will say that they're partially not responsible for this. And this is because what they did in order for their, their bank to fail was they actually followed the guidance of the Federal Reserve back in 2020. So let's see here. What happened in 2020? Oh, we, you know, we had a pandemic and uh, the economies were crashing well 
So the, the Federal Reserve went and gave advice to these banks as to how to survive. We don't know how long the pandemic is going to last. So they advised taking long-term safer bets in order to uh, roll out the pandemic. Unfortunately, these morons took out 10-year bonds, mortgage-backed securities, because that ended up being a tried-and-true effective method. 2008, that was, that was what happened in 2008. A bunch of banks invested in mortgage-backed securities, and the Federal Reserve encouraged them to do this. So yeah, that's what this bank did. And let's see here. Uh, started to get some notable impacts of the most arcane global systemic risk red flag signals. Ted spread at YT, YTD Heights, global USD liquidity tightest in two, 2023. Foreigners paying up for the US dollar and global bank credit risk rising. Yeah, so um, there's a lot of things happening right now, not just um, with the mortgage-backed securities and these banks failing. You also have India, who's now trading uh, without using the U.S. dollar. You now have a uh, an agreement between Saudi Arabia and Iran undermining the U.S. dollar, and our dollar is really, really dependent on Saudi Arabia using it, for one. So I'm going to move ahead to another article here, and that would be, let's see here, a lot of this stuff is mixed in with other uh, material that I will be covering later, because there's a lot of news that happened over the weekend. And so what we have, SB, SVB said to pay out bonuses just before FDIC seizure. Does does this... If you remember 2008, then you know what happened. Like, the the government handed over blank checks to these, these banks, and then they took that money and they handed out bonuses. Uh, in this case the banks decided that they're going to sell their stock while it was still up, knowing that it was going to plummet. And they took that money and they were like, hey, you get a check and you get a check. And who cares about the people who um, have accounts with us? So Silicon Valley Bank on Friday paid out annual bonuses to eligible U.S. employees just hours before the bank was seized by the U.S. government. We suck so bad, we get a bonus. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Axios has learned from multiple sources what to know. The bonuses were for work done during 2022 and were previously scheduled to be dispersed on March 10th. That day ultimately coincided with the bank's takeover by the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. Bonuses for employees in some other countries are scheduled for later in the month, so... Those haven't been paid. Oops. Yeah, I, I don't know if those checks are actually going to go out in the mail or not. Still, okay, so a bonus is scheduled. But a bonus is usually on the understanding that you did so well, we made so much money, we're going to give you more money than we're obligated to give you because 
you you performed your job just spectacularly, but that's that's not the case here. They they screwed up big time. Yeah, state of play. The unknown number of SVB employees are, were emailed by the FDIC on Friday evening, offering them employment with the remnant organization for the next 45 days. Hey, you can still do your job <laughs> until there's no job. The employees would be compensated 1.5 times their normal salary. They're getting paid more to fix the problem that they created. Does this bother anybody else? While our hourly workers will receive two times their normal wages for overtime. I am not understanding any of this shit. The FDIC spokesperson tells Axios without commenting on salaries, it's our standard practice to ask retain bank employees to assist with an orderly transition as part of our resolution process. Again, you are rewarding people who failed at their job. I don't understand this. It's like, wow, you suck so bad. We're going to pay you more to clean it up. Uh, I am in the wrong business. So let's see here. Yellen says government will help SVB depositors, but no bailout as Fed. Uh, FDIC hope talk of special vehicle prevents more bank runs. Oops. Well, that didn't happen yesterday. Now we did it. And uh, let's see here. Well, Eastern Standard Time, we now have 40, uh, 37 minutes until we're going to find out if people are lined up outside their banks this morning. With just hours left until futures open for trading late on Sunday afternoon, the situation remains extremely fluid, and for now it appears that regulators, central bankers, and treasury officials, we won't mention the White House, were the most competent financial advisors at <laughs> one of the most competent financial advisors is Hunter Biden, still don't have a clear idea of how they will coordinate or respond. Take Janet Yellen, who said on Sunday morning that the U.S. government was working closely with banking regulators to help depositors at Silicon Valley Bank, but dismissed the idea of a bailout. However, this has been updated. And keep in mind, um, from uh, a rumor that I saw online, this hasn't been confirmed yet, but Oprah Winfrey lost over... Half a billion dollars with SVB. But she'll get that back. It's okay. If, if you're worried about Oprah Winfrey and her billions upon billions as a single lesbian black woman, um, it's okay. She's, she's going to get that back. It's just going to be in inflation and out of your savings account. Speaking with CBS on Sunday, the Treasury Secretary sought to assure U.S. customers of the failed tech lender that policies were being discussed to stem the fallout from the sudden collapse this week. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation took control of the bank on Friday morning. Let me be clear that during the financial crisis, there were investors and owners of systemic large banks that were bailed out. And reforms that have been put in place means we are not going to do that again. Really? Why is it I don't trust you at all? 
Because uh, as we're going to see, they're going to break the rules that they already put in place. The ones that they even expanded upon because of uh, 2008. So I don't trust this woman at all. But we are concerned about depositors and we're focused on trying to meet their needs. Yes, because that's the FDIC's job. It's not to bail out the banks. It's to make sure that when the bank fails, the people who had their money deposited in there don't lose everything like back in 1929. That's the sole purpose of it. You don't save the bank. The, the bank needs to go extinct just like any other animal that can't evolve or figure out how the frick to survive. It wasn't clear which depositors she meant. As we first pointed out on Friday, out of SIVB's yeah, I'm thinking that's supposed to be SVB's. $173 billion of customer deposits at the end of 2022, $152 billion were uninsured because it's over the $250,000 FDIC insurance threshold. Yeah, Oprah. Sorry. <laughs> you don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, the only... And only $4.8 billion are fully insured. I'm okay with that. If you want to gamble with your money, you have to risk the fact that you're going to lose everything. As we also noted last week, a further look at the SVB funding pie chart shows usually high reliance on corporate Funding, only the small red private bank slice looks like traditional retail deposits uh, to us. Yeah, so let's see here. There's um, early early technology, technology, early stage life, um, healthcare, uh, more healthcare. So there's there's a lot of uh, different companies that appear to be have, have been working with this bank. And that's the only downside. So the FDIC ensures deposits of individuals and, and companies for, for a port, but that's savings accounts, right? So the fact that these companies have money going in, money going out, they're doing payroll, everything like that, that money now disappears. So even Etsy, it was announced if you have a, an account on Etsy, there's the possibility that even though somebody bought your product, transferred money to you in a sense, but is being held by SVB, that person just got a free product and you didn't get paid. I'm going to put it that way. As a result, uh, as JP Morgan's Michael Symbolist uh, says, it's fair to ask about the underwriting discipline of VC firms uh, that puts most of their liquidity in a single bank with this kind of risk profile. At the end of 2022, SVB only offered 0.6% more on deposits than its peers in compensation for the risk illustrated below. Yeah, um, the return on depositing money lately has been crap, okay? So I currently have a uh, two-year um, uh, CD, and thankfully it matures uh, 
fairly soon because at, at the current rate, I get about 1%. If I was to actually flip that into, I think it's like a six month or a one year, I would get 4% because this is going by the previous interest rates that we've had um, for, unfortunately for a while now. So um, yeah, this is, um, you know, 0.6% is not a whole hell of a lot and the 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 type of risk that this bank was taking with the mortgage-backed securities and the bonds that they bought only gave only gave them i think it was almost a half percent more when it came to uh the return that they were going to get so this bank was completely screwed with what they tried to do so yeah this is janet yellen saying that there's not going to be a bailout for the bank kind of sort of svb's latest developments live blog fdic auction of failed svb assets underway there are this this is moving fast this is a lot faster than 2008 where we had weeks of people saying everything's fine this this is the strongest economy uh ever in in the the history of well um ever <laughs> as bush might have said uh the panic is finally here and uh man this is uh march 12th so yeah on friday we said that the fed will have to make an announcement before monday before the monday open and we didn't have to wait that long in fact the fed waited just 15 minutes after futures opened for trading to announce the new bailout the one that Janet Yellen said they, they weren't going to do. Yeah, somebody must have had a little chat with her. Alongside even more shocking news, the Treasury announced that New York State regulators are uh, shuttering Signature Bank. This is bank number three. A major New York bank adding that all depositors both at Signature Bank and also the now insolvent Silicon Valley Bank will have access to their uh, will have access to their money on Monday. So yeah, there's going to be a run on the bank. Nobody's going to trust these people. So we're going to end up having uh, everybody trying to get their money out. I highly doubt they're going to have the cash available if people physically want to pull their money out. If they want to transfer to another bank, there's that possibility. And as we process the shock of yet another small small bank failure, <laughs> which makes JP Morgan even bigger, the Fed just issued a statement saying that, quote, to support American business and households, the Federal Reserve Board on Sunday announced that it will make available additional funding to eligible depository institutions to help assure banks have the ability to make the needs of all their depositors. This action will bolster the capacity of the banking system to safeguard deposits and ensure the ongoing provisions of money and credit to the economy. Because... How many businesses are going to close their doors because they just lost everything? We can't pay you. Well, I quit. Well, now we don't have employees. If we don't have employees, how are we going to make these widgets? How are we going to serve our customers? Oh, crap. Yeah, that's where we're at. And um, I, I, 
So if they're making the funds available, money printer go burr. That's uh, so we're paying. This is going to heighten the inflation that we've already seen. The Fed also said that it's prepared to address any liquidity pressures that may arise. Money printer go burr. Uh, which in turn has just unveiled the first bailout acronym of the new crisis, the Bank Term Funding Program. Bank Term Funding Program. Yeah, so as long as banks are failing, they'll just prop them up with additional money that didn't exist before. The financing will make available through the creation of a new Bank Term Funding Program. Offering loans of up to one year in length to bank saving associates, credit unions, and other eligible depository institutions pledging U.S. treasuries. That's also how they got in trouble. Agency debt and mortgage-backed securities. I'm going to say that again. Agency debt and mortgage-backed securities. We're really doing this all over again. That's that's what's happening. You you didn't learn from 2008 and you want to play the same game all over again. <sighs> and other qualifying assets as collateral. These assets will be valued at par. The BTFP will be in a uh, an additional source of liquidity against high quality securities, eliminating. And institutions need to quickly sell these securities in times of stress. Yeah, so they're selling they're selling the treasuries that have already plummeted in value. Um, you've got the the debt. I don't know who the frick is going to buy that, except for maybe the Fed, and then they're just going to write it off because they can just print money anyways. Mortgage-backed securities in a down market because. People are going to other, yeah, let's, let's invest in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, oh my God. The Fed explains that the Department of Treasury will make available up to $25 billion from the Exchange Stabilization Fund as a backstop for the BTFP. And while the Federal Reserve, which was completely clueless about this banking crisis until Thursday, people have been warning about this for a while. So I, I guess when you can just create your own money, you just you can live under a rock and and not uh, interact with the rest of the world. I I don't know. But they were, yeah, completely clueless about this banking crisis until Thursday. Okay. Perhaps the bank itself selling uh, all of their shares of their own stock could have been a red flag. Maybe. Does not anticipate that it will be necessary to draw on these backstop funds. Oh, yes, it will. And you will print more than that. Come on, let's let's be real here. We anticipate that the final number of needed backstop liquidity be somewhere worth of uh wait, what? Okay, so they're gonna have 25 billion from the exchange stabilization fund as a backstop. 
does not anticipate that it will be necessary to draw on these backstop funds. We anticipate that the final number of needed backstop liquidity be somewhere north of $2 trillion. These are two totally, com completely different numbers. Two tr trillion. Okay, what is more notable is that the BTFP or by the or by the fucking pivot facility uh, will pledge uh, collateral at par, not at uh, not at market value, thus giving bank credit for all those hundreds of billions in unrealized net losses, and allowing banks to unlock liquidity based on losses which the Fed and TSY now backstop. This is crazy. Why are we dealing in the trillions? And it goes on and on. This regu ugh, regulatory failure of historic proportions by both the Fed and Treasury, instead of preventing billions in losses, the Fed is worried about board diversity and Yellen was flying to Ukraine. Everyone should be sacked immediately. This is a, a tweet from Zero Hedge. I wholeheartedly agree with them on that. Yeah. Um, did I mention that uh, SVB had a? I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this up because these are actual articles about this bank uh, that came up recently. So you have Silicon Valley Bank celebrates 30 years of fueling innovation around the world. This is 2013. Okay. Silicon Valley Bank hires Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. 2020. And then, of course, we have 2023. Regulators shut down Silicon Valley Bank in biggest collapse since 2008 financial crisis. Do, do you see a pattern here? Because I do. Yeah, it's um, this, is, this is the kind of stupidity we are dealing with when it comes to these banks. Fed panic, signature bank closed by regulators. Fed, TSY, FDIC announced another banking system bailout. Did anybody else get a bailout in 2008? Because I sure as bleep don't remember one. On Friday, we said that the Fed will have to make an announcement before the Monday open. And we didn't have to wait that long. In fact, blah, blah, blah. Is this just repeating the other freaking article that I already read from? Because it looks like it is. Okay. So we're going to skip that one. I'm going to get back to... There's one from... Actually, there's two actual articles I want to get to towards the end of this. But first, uh, Republic shares crash 60% as regional bank crisis and confidence. Can't be confident in a broke ass, you know, the phrase. <clears throat> first Republic banks, yeah, this is, this is the other, this is the, the second bank. First Republic bank stock crashed in uh, pre-market trading in New York following a statement issued on Sunday night that sought to ease investors' worries about its liquidity situation in the wake of the failures of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Yeah. 
Shares of the regional bank are down 60% in the pre-market. The lender said in a statement late Sunday that it had more than $70 billion in unissued liquidity to fund operations from agreements. That included the Federal Reserve and J.P. Morgan Chase & Co. Because I trust those people. The additional borrowing capacity from the Federal Reserve continued access to funding through the Federal Home Loan Bank and ability to access additional financing through J.P. Morgan Chase. So J.P. Morgan Chase is, they're, they're going, they're loaning money out to another bank that's failing because that's a good idea. Increases, diversifies, and further strengthens First Republic's existing liquidity profile, the bank said, adding that more liquidity is available through the Fed's new lending facility. I bet you if things get bad enough with this bank that J.P. Morgan is just going to end up buying them. And it'll get absorbed and it'll just be a bigger cluster, <clears throat> you know what, than it already is. The plunge of its shares in classic market psychology at work with investors starting to question the credentials of any lender that may be remotely in the same category of Silicon Valley Bank, Bloomberg's Van Ram wrote. We pointed out over the weekend as a result of SVB failure, one look at what is already taking place at some smaller vulnerable banks such as this First Republic branch and Brentwood should be sufficient to see what comes tomorrow if the Fed makes the wrong decision today. Um, I've never seen a bank run in Brentwood, Los Angeles in over 40 years. This is the first Republic Bank branch, people standing in rain. Yeah, so there's a video on here with this article and all these articles at the are at thecollapseexperiment.com. So yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> this is getting pretty freaking crazy and again a lot of this is the result of 2020 and horrible decisions being made because of actually no no freaking reason whatsoever because they're gonna say well it's due to the virus oh oh really the, the virus went into these banks and messed with all their investments uh, i'm just not buying that so, uh, again, uh, you have a virus, and just like with all the, oh, I don't know, uh, mandates, uh, <laughs> certain protocols need lockdowns, um, this, again, is piss-poor human error right here. Despite the emergency lending program announced by the Fed and Treasury on Sunday to increase the availability of funds to meet bank withdrawals and prevent runs on their banks, fears have not been alleviated as other regional banks continue to experience significant pressure. And it's not just the banks with these names on it. Keep in mind that a lot of these banks also bought other branches like the one in Massachusetts that had a bank run recently uh, because it was bought out by SVB, but it still had their old name on the door. And why would that be? Well, as we outlined, banks which are sitting on some $620 billion in unrealized losses, I think they realize it now, on all securities, both available for, for sale and held to maturity at the end of last year, according to the Federal Deposit Insurance Corps. 
Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I had not seen this before. If the Fed's goal is to shore up wavering confidence in the banking system by announcing the alphabet soup of bailout facilities, the BTFP lending program, well, it hasn't worked yet this morning. This is a list of all the banks which are losing value as of right now. PacWest Bank Core stock tumbled 27%. So PacWest might soon be on the list. Western Alliance Bank Core shares slid 17%. Charles Schwab 6.7. Bank of America 4.4. Citizens Financial Group 2.7. And Wells Fargo 2.3. The first two I would be the most concerned about because these could be the next two that we see this week. 25 billion, they think 25 billion will stop this bank run. With approval of the Treasury Secretary, the Department of Treasury will make available up to 25 billion from the Exchange Stabilization Fund as a backstop for the BTFP. Uh, keep in mind, they said that they think it will top out at 2 trillion. Uh, I'm not hearing that number anywhere else anymore, but we, we read it here. So, yeah, uh, and this this just goes on and on. So, is this, um, Altmark, okay, so this is the article that I wanted to close with. Inflation smoke screens the economic dumpster fire. Uh, and this is through Altmarket US. I really enjoy their website. They Brandon Smith does some uh, great articles explaining this, not just explaining this, but explaining it to, you know, blue collar folks. The inevitable outcome was clear for decades at least, but in the run up to the COVID lockdowns, there were many more economists in the corporate media that outright denied the reality of an inflationary and stagnatory crisis. Joe Biden, Janet Yellen, Paul Krugman, and a host of journalists claimed that concerns about inflation were <clears throat> overblown. <laughs> we're rich. We don't have to worry about that. And that the Federal Reserve had everything under control. We've heard that before. Unfortunately, some might say they were ignorant. No, they're just stupid. I'm going to call it out. Uh, Joe Biden, you're stupid. Janet Yellen, you're beyond stupid. Paul Krugman, uh, stupid. And journalist is just a blanket statement for propagandist bullshit. So um, some might say that they knew the danger and were lying about it. That's, yeah, that's the job of journalists these days. And I'm sorry, to real journalists out there, I appreciate everything that you do when you actually do your jobs, okay? And you know who you are because you're probably sitting in a freaking jail cell somewhere. But all these other journalists that are out there can just rot in hell as far as I'm concerned because you're just lying pieces of shit that don't do any fucking research or your jobs whatsoever. In any case, reality always wins in the long run, and those who refuse to take facts and evidence seriously will eventually be exposed. This is exactly what happened from 2020 to 2023 as the stag inflationary spiral took hold. While some people might attribute this outcome to the COVID pandemic, told you, 
COVID stimulus or the war in Ukraine, man, they wouldn't blame everything on the war in Ukraine, right? Through the, though the signs were evident well before either of those events. During the buildup to this disaster, the Federal Reserve has been tightening and hiking interest rates into economic weakness. It's the same thing they did in the early 1980s and the same thing they did on the onset of the Great Depression, which made the crash a hundred times worse. Well, we can actually look back and see what they did wrong because history uh, unravels a lot of mysteries. So, yeah. In, uh, in 2019, I outlined this uh, conundrum in my article, the crash in the U.S. economic fundamentals is accelerating. So this guy kind of saw things coming back in 2019. Uh, and let me just add, any of you that read the James Wesley Rawls books back in the day, you probably, like right now, you're... You're either prepared or you're sitting in your little bunker just um, excited with yourself <laughs> because it seems like it's happening. The U.S. economy is already on the verge of a major crash by 2020 on top of an inflationary crisis. The $8 trillion COVID stimulus delayed the economic depression for a couple of years and caused inflation. I'm just adding that. <sighs> However... As we can see from the explosion in prices, it was also the straw that broke the camel's back. I noted in 2019 that there were a host of negative signals piling up and predicted that the Fed would continue to hike interest rates anyway. Keep in mind, we're at almost $32 trillion in debt, and the more that they raise the interest rates, the more the federal government has to pay back in interest every year, which they don't collect in taxes. 87,000 IRS agents. Do you think they saw this coming? For the past 10 years, the Fed has refused to acknowledge that there is no recovery. For the past two years, the Fed has been tightening liquidity despite the lack of recovery, and even in the past four months, with all the talk of the Fed retreating on QE and going dovish, Fed bankers still claim in their public statements that the U.S. economy is enjoying a solid recovery. Mm -hmm. The Fed will also be cutting interest rates anytime soon. Will not be cutting interest rates. In fact, I continue to believe the Fed will hike rates later this year. Not that it matters because the Fed's benchmark interest rate has been climbed anyways. Which may indicate the central bank is seeking to tighten liquidity while pretending it is remaining patient. And uh, yeah, this thing goes on, and this guy is dead on with what is happening here. In 2021, Joe Biden claimed that infrastructure spending would be a solution to the inflation problem while ignoring the fact that the government spending was the primary cause of inflation in the first place. Again, Joe Biden is stupid. In my article, infrastructure bills do not lend, lead to recovery, only increase federal control. I noted that production of fiat money is not the same as real production with the economy. Yeah, this he's, he's dead on with this. Trillions of dollars in public works programs might create more jobs temporarily. Those projects do get finished. But it will also inflate prices as the dollar goes into decline. Yeah. Oh, man, this is uh, 
So unless wages are adjusted consistently according to price increases, people will have jobs but still won't be able to afford a comfortable standard of living. This leads to stagflation in which prices continue to rise while wages and consumption stagnate. Another catch-22 to consider is that if inflation becomes rapid, the Federal Reserve may be compelled or claim they are compelled to raise interest rates significantly in a short span of time. This means an immediate slowdown in the flow of overnight loans to major banks. Hmm. An immediate slowdown on loans to large and small businesses. And an immediate crash in credit options for consumers and an overall crash in consumer spending. You might recognize this as a recipe that created the 1981 and 1982 recession, the third worst in the 20th century. In other words, the choice is stagflation or deflationary depression. Yeah, so there's not too many options here. Right now, the U.S. is entering an end of the honeymoon stage for stagflation, blah, 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 blah. And if you want to read this entire article on your own, you can go to thecollapseexperiment.com or you can also go to altmarket.us. Check out even more articles by uh, Brandon Smith. So, yeah, he's he's basically uh, uh, self-pleasuring himself here by saying, I was right, I was right here, I said it, I said it here, I said it here. I don't blame him. Because when it comes to people like uh, Brandon Smith and and me and, uh, I don't know, Dave Smith, like all the people who have said that this has been coming, it's, uh, (laughs) we just kind of sit back and laugh and go like how nobody listens to us. Um, This is, this has been going on for a while now. Um, People get excited about their their COVID money and their $300 checks and just, uh, it, it, it goes on and on. And, um, remember the Bush $300 checks? I remember the Bush $300 checks. Uh, mostly was paid in taxes. So yeah, um, they, they do these stupid programs and it has horrible repercussion repercussions later and they don't stop. They just continue to, to do the same stupid stuff. So, yeah, he asked the question, why should anybody listen to them anymore? I'm guessing meaning the Fed and the White House. The gullible will assume once again that the mainstream analysis is accurate and that the ship is writing itself. No, there's it's just aiming towards another freaking iceberg. They will assume that the worst of the storm has passed, and I'm here to say the worst of the storm has just begun. As the Fed continues its policy of tightening, many people will find that stagflation is persisting and that the QT is making little difference. Prices will remain high on most necessities, but other parts of the economy will be shrinking. So yes, we are going into hard times. Um... And I think he's got some advice towards the bottom here. This is not my advice. Economic disinformation is a double-edged sword. It buys the establishment time and keeps the public off balance. Yeah. Everything's fine. We, we have the strongest economy. 
that the uh, Truman Amishaman pressure has ever seen. Yeah. It buys the establishment time, keeps the public off balance, but by telling people circumstances are not bad as they appear, the shock is even greater when the crash occurs. Remember toilet paper? Because the crash is coming, make no mistake, I don't expect most paper assets to survive, let alone entitlement programs, social security, pensions, annuities, either gone completely or shambling, shambling like zombies, sending out increasingly worthless paper checks so politicians can tell us they keep their promises. Yeah, imagine uh, that wheelbarrow full of cash to go get a loaf of bread. For those of us who have seen the future clearly, there are very few safe havens for our money, farmland, livestock, commodities, particularly physical gold and silver. Resilient households will be prepared for much more than a 72-hour emergency. Start preparing yourselves and your family without delay. And uh, I agree on this. The, The downside is currently they're really pushing this bird flu agenda. It's not mainstream media as of right now. But these articles keep popping up and they keep talking about how bird flu transmission went to this species. Uh, there's the little girl down in like Ecuador or something and her dad that tested positive for bird flu. And they don't know if they actually got it from the birds or if one person tra- passed it on to the other. They're, they're waiting for some signs that that has happened. And we've already seen the decline in the chicken population in the United States. Look at what, what is it? Like anywhere between five to $7 for a, a, a carton of eggs. So yeah, um, That's the downside is that even if you invest your money currently into something that other people are going to need later, you're looking at the possibility of somebody in a suit coming to your house, knocking on your door saying, we need to test your chickens or your pigs or whatever it is that you have, and then taking those assets away from you as well. Um, As for gold and silver, again, Uh, The U.S. government back in the 1930s when Roosevelt took office, one of the first things that he did was he stole, flat out stole, the wealth of the nation in order to try to propagate some type of gold-backed security note by the federal government. So you had people who owned gold and silver and they were forced at gunpoint, I'm going to say at gunpoint, because it was illegal after a certain day to have it, you were to be compensated what the current value of that metal was, and then after the federal government seized all the assets of gold and silver of the U.S. citizens, they went and artificially upped the value of that gold to create a gold-backed currency. This happened. They literally stole the money of Americans in order to, I don't know, increase the wealth of, of the, the nation. Like it it doesn't, the financial security of the individual did not matter at that point. And uh, as for Roosevelt, he thought that he was, I don't know, doing good, um, trying to correct the path that we were on during the 1920s. I don't know. Um, but in, to take that and just give people paper 
And then to, he, what was it? It was like a 30% jump in the value of gold afterwards. So yeah, he, he just, uh, Roosevelt's not the great guy that everybody thinks that he was. I'm just going to put it that way. The mainstream media and the administration are lying to us. And this is the final paragraph of this article. Most Americans will be taken by surprise when the crash materializes. Once they realize how thoroughly they've been duped, they'll be looking for heads to roll. No, they won't because we're a bunch of passive pansies that just don't do shit. And when you do show up and you actually peacefully and patriotically speak your word to the people who are supposed to freaking listen to us because they're our equals and representatives. They're not our superiors. They get all pissy. Start locking people up in solitary. So yeah, this is not the last article though. I do have one that popped up and this was on Reddit, but the source is legit. So yeah, uh, this is the U.S. Treasury Department of Treasury, and oh shoot, let's see here. Well, that's that's the download. It's a screenshot. I have it. I have it here. Yes, Federal Reserve agrees to pay back creditors ninety-seven percent. Nine uh, payback creditors ninety-seven percent had more than two hundred and fifty k in the bank. The bank, the bank was activist. Mm, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, they were woke. They went woke. Now, instead of getting some of your donations back as tax credits, you will get 100% back from the taxpayer. So if you had, what they're saying here is, and this is from the, um, the note that was posted. Uh, this is a from the Office of Public Affairs for immediate release. Um, yeah, this is from the Department of Treasury. If you had more than $250,000 in deposits at SVB, you're going to get 97% of your money back, even though it's not technically insured. And that is on the backs of taxpayers, and that is on money printing. Because they don't have this money. They don't. They never did. So they're going to create more money to put this in the, back in the hands of people that foolishly didn't make sure that their assets were secured. And uh, now we have to uh, pay for their mistakes. Now granted, I've seen some, some actual good arguments as to why this should be. Uh, you know, if, if these... People and in some cases, a lot of these cases, they're going to be actual businesses and corporations. If they don't have access to their money, they close down, and this creates a huge rippling effect through the rest of the economy. Now, on the other hand, I think to myself, well, I mean, if it's the tech industry, which SVB was funding and financing for the last thirty plus years, um, good, good for them. And weren't tech industries already making a bunch of big cuts recently, firing people left and right in order to uh, up their profit shares for shareholders? So yeah, um, I feel like this is all this has already been coming. Like the the tech industry is already not doing well. The bank itself that that funds and operates the tech industry just failed. So there's I don't know if. One is leading to the other. I I don't know if um, 
you know, they go hand in hand or not, but perhaps, I mean, this is just pushing a, a failing industry kind of where it needs to go. Um, but yeah, so anyways, that was, that was the last thing that I did find for, um, for this broadcast here. And, uh, I will have another, uh, live feed coming up soon, especially when it comes to, wait a minute. No, I do have another one here. This is where we go across the pond. So HSB pays, um, wait, what? One euro. Uh, this can't be right. Um, for Silicon Valley Bank UK unit and rescue deal. Well, let's see what this has to say. Because yeah, this is also, this is spreading to Europe. Banking regulators in the Western world are taking urgent action to prevent a crisis and confidence from further spreading across the regional banks following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank in the U.S. On Sunday, the Federal Reserve Treasury and uh, FDIC said all deposits at SVB, including insured and uninsured, would be fully paid. Well, that's nice. Uh, across the Atlantic, UK regulators rushed a deal with HSBC UK Bank PIC, PLC uh, to take over the UK arm of SVB to restore confidence in the banking sector. So in the UK, they completely took over uh, the, the branch of SVB that's over there. HSBC acquired SVB UK for the nominal sum of <clears throat> one, one pound? One pound, equivalent to $1.21 at current exchange rates. They literally sold a bank for just over a dollar. The transaction has been uh, completed with immediate effect and funding will be sourced for, from HSBC's existing resources. The acquisition means SVB UK can continue to bank as usual, safe in the knowledge that their deposits are backed by the strength, safety, and securities of HSBC, CEO of HSBC, blah, 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 no Quinn. Uh, according to an email... Response received by Decrypt, the UK finance minister said, Customers of SVB Bank will be able to access their deposits and banking services as normal from today. While the UK's Chancellor of the Ex uh, Exchequer, Exchequer, um, Chancellor of, I'm not sure what the hell that is, Jeremy Hunt ensured uh, in a tweet that deposits were safe. I don't care about Jeremy Hunt, uh, Shore Capital Analyst Gary Greenwood wrote in a note that clients that the regulators move to quickly find a buyer for SVB UK is a good solution for all. I'm just going to say the, the UK literally just stole a bank. <laughs> Granted, it's a crappy bank, but they just stole a bank. Hunt's office told Decrypt, um, the UK's tech sector is generally world-leading and a huge importance to the British economy, supporting hundreds of thousands of jobs. I said yesterday that we would look after our tech sector, and we have worked urgently to deliver on that promise and find a solution that will provide USV, SVB 
UK's customers with confidence. ETA, until the market realizes $25 billion is nowhere near enough and FUTs react uh, appropriately. This is a tweet by Zero Hedge. This article itself is by the Epoch Times. Some folks are increasingly worried that the measures being implemented by Western regulators may not be adequate to address the banking loss. They fear that this moment could signify the beginning of a much larger problem of confidence across the banking industry, which might ultimately result in more bank failures. You know, when it comes to SVB, I'm not necessarily concerned with it. I'm more concerned about bailing out big tech who's been going downhill with shitty policies anyways. I kind of want, uh, maybe, yeah, Twitter too. I want Twitter, Google, uh, all these woke industries that have been censoring the shit out of Americans to have a First Amendment right to speak what they want to speak and if people don't like it, they don't have to listen. Uh, it's a simple policy. I don't understand why they don't follow this and the fact that they don't. And instead, they silence people for speaking fact. That's come out in the Twitter files. Uh, if you have a fact that doesn't fit the, the current narrative, you you are kicked off. You, you lose your account. You are silenced. Um, <laughs> the oppression is real. So um, the fact that they engage in these policies, I really don't want them to have more funding or to have their funding backed. I, I want them to actually be punished for the bullshit that they've done the last couple of years. But we're not going to see that. No, this isn't just about bailing out big banks. This is about bailing out the tech sector as well, which has continuously screwed us. Oh, an implemented government policy which is also illegal because the government cannot silence you. They can't go against your First Amendment rights. They can't go after journalist sources, which we saw them do last week with Matt Taibbi. Um, there's a lot of things they can't do with that First Amendment, but they find loopholes through it and they implement it through corporations. So, yeah, I if if their failure has to come with the failure of a bank, I'm kind of okay with that. You know, uh, as the Joker said, you you get what you deserve. Keep on typing.